things. You're already laughing. We haven't even started recording. No, I know. I don't know why. <laughs> Welcome so to long. the podcast, okay. Love and Misery. Welcome. Welcome. Love and Misery is a podcast that examines famous and infamous couples throughout the ages. This is kind of a departure from what we normally would do. Correct. Because we're just doing one single person. But she has love and misery. She does. I'm your host, Clark Forte, and this is my co-host, the lovely and talented and very precocious <laughs> as a child, I bet. Stop. <laughs> he told me to stop laughing, and his, his introduction is not helping at all. But hello, all. I am Mindy Forte. Thanks for joining us. Yes, welcome, and feel free to reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing or how bad we're doing. How good wow. or bad. <laughs> No, and, it's not bad. No, it's not we, so. we just haven't been. We we're a little rusty. I'm uh, not going to lie to you. It's been it's a while. It's been a couple months. It's been a beat. It's been a beat. So, so we're a little. As rusty. the young people say, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a lot, <laughs> a lot more than a minute. But so we're a little rusty. Right. So so uh, you know, give us a break on that. Just kind of give us some grace. If you have any feedback, email us at loveandmiserypodcast at gmail .com. The and is spelled out. Also, we're also on Twitter. That's right. You can tweet at us. Or at, uh, Facebook. And we're on Facebook. That's right. Um, go ahead and do the Twitter. My Twitter. Yeah. yeah, the Twitter handle is at sign Forte underscore Clark. <laughs> so tweet at us if you like. Or you have a Facebook account. I do under Clark Forte. Yes. So look us up. Feel free. Feel free. We want the we want feedback. She was an actress during MGM's Golden Age. She was the daughter of a prosperous um, Viennese banker and was privately tutored from the age of four. Very smart, smart lady. By the time she was ten, she was she was a excellent pianist and dancer and could speak four languages. Wow. Yeah, it's impressive. At the age of at six. Ten, she, at the age of 10, she could speak four languages. Yes. I think I could probably barely speak English at the age of 10. <laughs> you know, well. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm speaking gibberish. Okay. Um, at the age <laughs> of 16, she was enrolled in Max Reinhardt's Berlin-based dramatic school. And within a year, she made her motion picture debut. Yes. The film was called Gold Off Der Strauss which was in 1930 and that okay it's called money on the street Mon that's the english translation Correct. Yes. yes money yes, on the street yes. uh she achieved both stardom and notoriety in the czech film ecstasy in 1932. we're not gonna yeah get to. into that too much oh, but we're not oh, well right now we're not it's a little hard pass. Go ahead. Gay. Keep, Let's keep just going. <laughs> she, she then made her way to Hollywood in 1937, where she appeared in her first English language film, the classic romantic drama Algiers in 1938. She became a U.S. citizen in 1953. And if you heard our, if you heard our podcast last time. A long or, time ago. Or if you just read the name of the episode, then you know Fair point. our podcast is about Hedy Lamarr. Yay. Okay, you're going to get into the meat of the story now. Absolutely. Okay. You want to start? Um, Sure. I'll start a little bit, but I'll probably, I'll tap over to you. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, Hedy Lamar was born Hedwig Eva Maria Keisler. Kessler? Keisler. 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 Yeah. Keisler. 
1914 in Vienna, Austria-Hungary, the only child of Emil Kessler and Gertrude Trude, the Gwitch. Mm-hmm. Her father was born to a Galician Jewish family in Lemberg, which is now Liev, Ukraine. He was a bank director at the Credit Assault uh, Bank Viren. That, what, what, that is exactly how that is spelled and pronounced. Okay. Her mother, Gertrude, was a concert pianist born in Budapest to an upper-class Hungarian Jewish family. She converted to Catholicism as an adult and raised her only daughter, Hetty, as they used to call her, in the faith of being a Catholic. Okay. Although Hetty was not formally baptized at the time. Right? Correct. Okay. But they she raised her as Catholic. Okay, keep going. Yep. As a child, Hetty showed an interest in acting and was fascinated by theater and film. Hetty was also very interested in technology, and her father would offer take her on these long walks, and they would have all these, these discussions about the inner workings of differ, different uh, mechanic uh, machines things. and things yeah. like that like the printing press or, or streetcars or conversations about, you know, stoplights and how do they work and, mm-hmm. and how is this possible? So keep that in the back of your mind as we're going through Yeah, this, this is important. Yeah. Because these conversations guided Lamar's thinking at, at only five years of age, she could be found talking uh, or not talking, taking apart and reassembling her music box to understand how it operated, which is pretty amazing. And, um, as previously explained, um, she attended a private school where she received piano lessons, ballet lessons, language and nature, science, natural science lessons. And um, there's a little uh, history that Clark is going to go through about the time that Hetty and her parents live in Austria. Right. But let's go back to that music box because oh, okay. we we saw in the um, documentary that we saw. Yes. Her Movie. son. Super good. Yeah. Her son still has that same music box and you know kind of showed how she took it apart and it was very interesting well that... she had a very like engineering type of mind right and a creative mind and you know with the the piano and everything else so okay right keep going. no and i i think of myself not that i'm obviously not as brilliant as this lady was not even close but i used to take apart my my um radio and try and figure out what kind of radio I had a little music. I had a little radio, you know, with an antenna and, you know, I plug it in and I take it apart and try and figure out how the heck does this thing work? really? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. I was young, maybe like six, seven, eight, something oh. like that. So then you were an engineer at heart, but, but you didn't study engineering until later. I did not study engineering until later, yeah, but we don't bad. need to get into me. Okay. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's get back keep to Hetty. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> let's get back okay. to Hetty. So her parents lived during the on, Schlutz. Schluss? What you, how would you pronounce that? Uh, Anschluss? Okay. Anschluss? Uh, it was the idea of uni- a unified Austria and Germany that would form a greater Germany to begin during the beginning of the German Empire in 1871. Okay. And the reason I'm talking about this is because I want to kind of give you a, a background as to the era that her parents grew up in and she kind of was born into right during the beginning of the world war one. Okay. Um, right. This was mostly dominated by the Prussians and this unification of Germany excluded 
Austria, and the German Austrians. So let me skip forward, forward a bit. So following the end of World War I in 1918, the Austro-Hungarian Empire fell, and there was an attempt to form a new Republic Union of German and Austria by the Treaty of St. Germ Germain. Uh, that happened on September 10th, 1919. Also, the Treaty of Versailles, June of 28, June 28 of 1919. Um, it seemed to forbid both the Union. Forbode. Forbode? Forbide? It says forbide. Forbide. Okay. I don't know that word. It's the same thing as forbode. It, like, what it basically means is, no, we, we're not going to give you. Okay. It seems to say no. <laughs> no. That both the Union and the continued use of the name German Austria right. would strip Austria of some of its territory, such as the Sudan, how do you say it? Sudentenland. There we go. So Austria was left oh, as a broken remnant, you know, and again, Austria. I just want to kind of give you a feel for it. Austria was kind of stripped of a lot of their territories. They were, uh, a lot of their people were suffering. Yeah. There wasn't enough food. There was, uh, you know, uh, like a depression or whatever, right. where um, a lot of there was an economic crisis at the wow. time, right? So, long story short, and skipping forward, uh, after 1933, the desire for unification could be identified with the German people, whom wanted to have this incorporation called the Voldeutsch, which basically means Germans outside of Germany. Right, Volksdeutsch. The Volks, Volksdeutsch. The Volksdeutsch, kind of like Volkswagen. Well, that is a German company. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they oh, want to make it possible again Volksdeutsch for a greater means German ethnic Germans outside of Germany. Yes. Okay. Very cool. I got it. Yeah. So there's there's more of a history here, a lot actually, but this is not a historical podcast. No. And so I just wanted to kind of give a flavor of what was going on in these. I didn't want to get to the sort of details, but. If you saw the movie, The Sound of Music, <laughs> then this was kind of at that time, like uh -huh. where, you know, and this is where I thought you joined you thought you I'd sing. singing. No, I knew it. I knew you'd think I was going to sing The Hills Are Alive with The Sound of Music. But you guess what? You are 16 going oh, on 17. 17. But no, don't. I can't do it. <laughs> Why? Because I'm Darn just. Darn it. I, I try to get you to sing I every podcast. It. I when you when I just read that, I thought, this is where he thinks I'm going to sing. You think you know me, right? Homie, don't you know me? You don't know me. I, I thought I did. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm not singing right now. I might sing at the end. What was the one the one song that he sang at the end? He who? Uh, you know, uh, the guy, the, 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 <laughs> the husband, guy. the husband. Uh, the husband. Oh, my gosh. You're killing me, Smalls. Um, Idolize. Idolize. Okay, but that's the only words I know. Yeah, you're trying hard. He's I'm trying. Like, I, really? We'll have to do another. We'll have the next couple. Do we know the next couple? Well, we're, yeah, at the end. Okay, are there people who sing? We're not doing a couple. Uh, but is it something singing? No. Well, actually, it is. Okay. Theme songs and stuff like that. Like what? Theme songs and stuff. Like a theme song, like who? from TV shows and stuff. Like, tell me, tell me. Oh, okay, yes, that's right. Okay, well, totally. I just whispered okay. in her ear. Yes. Okay. By the way, the next one I will definitely sing. In fact, we're moving on. Okay, okay. Okay. This is a hint. Preview. Okay, forget it. All Sneak right. preview. Keep going. Actually, okay. Then you know what comes next is what I was gonna say. Oh yeah. Sorry. 
Um, back to back to Hedy Lamar. <laughs> sorry, we got to stop. Would you just stick with the program? Now? I'm trying oh, okay, to. Okay, you're trying. I'm sorry. You're derailing I'm, me. You know why? Because I'm so out of practice. Because it's been three months. Ah, oh, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> Work it's has been fantastic. And fan freaking can't get to this. Same. I'm trying to continue to do this podcast, but uh, my job has been. Uh, Yes, both our, of our jobs yeah, have, have made it a little bit challenging. So, yes, okay. it's been challenging. Fine. Let's keep just going. say supply chains have been challenging. Okay, let's keep going. Around the world. Okay, at the age of 12, she won a beauty contest in Vienna. Mm. So, and Lamar's uh, brilliant mind was ignored for most of her, her life. You know, she was always taught to kind of like, here, you're beautiful, put yes. you on a stage, right? And she, I think for that reason alone, she never really got her due as you know being somebody who could, who could be smart, right? Because she was so end. beautiful, right? I know, but not until the end when I've got right. I remember the right? I even have notes. I even took notes. Okay. Okay. Keep so going. while she was at Max Reinhardt's studio, um, she was acting in Berlin, and she was put in her first small role, like we had talked about before. And like three years after she got there, uh, this guy who was a munitions dealer for his name was Fritz Mandel. Yeah, Fritz Ma Mandel, I think is how Mandy? you say it. And um, he became a he became an adoring fan of hers, and he was let's just say so he's an arms dealer for the Germans. Okay. During World War II, so kind of like Oscar Schindler, right? If you know the movie Schindler's List. Yes. And um, he became enamored with her. And he saw her in this play called Sissy. Um, and he couldn't, you know, he he just, he couldn't get enough of her and eventually proposed to her and married her in 1933. This is her first of multiple husbands that we'll Five? find out. Six. Six. Darn six. Six husbands. And she, she was only 19 when she um, married this guy. Right. Correct? Right. Yes, yes, yes. And the sad thing is she said, Bef later, I knew out very soon that I could never be an actress while I was his wife because he was the absolute monarch in his marriage. And she was, she said, I was like a doll. I was like a thing, some object of art, which was to be guarded and imprisoned, having no mind, no life of its own, which so makes me so unhappy for her. And so she was incredibly unhappy and she did escape from his grasp in 1937 by fleeing to London. But took with her the knowledge gained from dinner conversation over wartime weapon weaponry, and so while in London, uh, Lamar's well, luck. Let me, let me let me stop you there because okay, during yeah, the ahead. documentary we yes. saw, she had a a person that worked. So this guy is a rich, rich guy. Had a huge mansion. Had a staff of of people. Oh, be... And she yeah. found that one of the um, like maids, maids or one of the the workers there looked like her. Similar no, she enough, she hired one. She okay that looked like her. Perfect because she had the plan that right. she could basically escape, but have this other and, young lady right. pretend to be her. And th know. and this part isn't so great, but she kind of like gave her some sleeping pills without her knowledge, and Not so she great, yeah. and so she kind of fell asleep. And she kind of walked her to her room and put her in bed and covered her up and and changed outfits with her. Yeah. Because she was, I'm now a worker at this house, yep. right? And then walk out the door, right? And just took off. And um, that's how she escaped from that marriage. 
Which is crazy. Yeah. Well, so she was not really treated like a person, more of like a trophy wife. Trophy wife. I guess. Absolutely, because he was much older than her. But she that was, was 19. The time, yeah, know? but it's not even that. It's just that he, yeah, he wanted to. Controller. Lovely, yeah. Yeah, person, he wanted something. That it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who didn't have their own. And she was very. She was the it thing. She was very desirable at the time, you know, and he that's what he wanted. So he got it. So anyway, she frees his grasp in 1937 and she goes to London. Um, while in London, Lamar's luck would turn when she was introduced to Louis B. Mayer of the famous MGM, Metro Goldwyn Mayer Studios. Uh, with this meeting, she secured her ticket to Hollywood. When Mayer brought Lamar to Hollywood in 1938, he began promoting her as the quote-unquote world's most beautiful woman. She changed her name uh, based on Kessler's wife's uh, favorite silent film star, who was Barbara Lamore. And so she's like, hey, you know, your name is, it's an extension of Hetty, so Hetty Lamar, that's it, you know, and, and that was the name that she got. Well, okay, and from our my extensive research watching yes. a movie, yes. basically, um, <laughs> if I remember this well, so you might have to correct me, but she had met him um, at, I don't know, this some was a kind good of story. a meeting, yes. right? She went in for a meeting because all the right. London actresses were going in to see this guy. He was going there strictly to look for talent. Yes. And he was not that impressed, right? He just... She wasn't impressed with him, I don't, I, no, I don't no, think. No, 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 no. He and wasn't she walked impressed out. with her. No, no, no. She walked out, and then she thought better of herself and thought, oh, crap. I just blew a good opportunity okay, to get yeah, to yeah. So get then he, Hollywood. So then what she did, she went on to um, the uh, ship that he was going back to the U.S. Right. She took like all of her money and booked her... Her, her passage yeah. on a cruise ship. Yep. And she had like one super fancy dress. And mm -hmm. what she did is she made sure to like act like she was, act like she was very act important. As act as if. What right? is that from? But I love that. No, act, act as, as, if. as if until you make it. Fake and it until you make it, it, baby. Fake it until you make it until she did. And so she would, she walked through the whole dining room. Now, granted, she was an amazingly beautiful woman and she had a yeah. like, very fancy Especially ball gown the and time, she would walk she, around through she she made so one everyone pass was looking yeah at she her. made one pass through the ballroom the main ballroom as everybody was eating and they were and looking at apparently, her apparently and he was every like, man's oh, eyes dang. turned and woman no, it's and women every, yeah. turned and went who the oh, heck is that, that? <laughs> and then he had to see her he had yeah. to meet her and then um he's like okay she's she's got to go to hollywood yeah right yep so she's very smart that was good marketing right there. Very good marketing. Marketing skills. So, all right, you keep going. Okay. So, that was a good movie. It was a very good documentary. What was it called? Bombshell. Bombshell. The Life of Hedy Lamar. That's right. Early on in Hollywood, Lamar was introduced to a variety of quirky real life characters, such as businessman and pilot Howard Hughes. We saw that movie. Oh, yes. Um, Lamar dated Hughes but was most notably interested with his desire for innovation. Yes, that's right. Right. Her scientific mind had been bottled up by Hollywood, but Hughes helped fuel her innovation. Um, he gave her a set of like scientific equipment that she could have in her trailer while on set. Right. That's pretty great. 
No, it's great. No, that he that he appreciated. Her, yes, her smarts, her intelligence. Yeah, they they did innovation. Ha- I, they may have had a physical relationship, but I think it was more of a like a they appreciated each other's mental capabilities, right? And they they he wanted to foster that to the point where Lamar was helping Hughes make faster planes, right? Uh-huh. He wanted these planes to go as fast as he could so he can get contracts from the military and make these planes for the military. Right. That was the end goal. So what what did she do? What did she do? Do you remember? Oh, I do. Because this was really cool. OK. So um, like you said, Hughes wanted to create faster planes. Um, and so what Hedy Lamar did is that she bought a book of fish and a book of birds. And she looked for the fastest bird and the fastest fish. And then she combined the fins of the fastest bird and the fastest fish the wings or the the fish, the fins of the fish and the wings of the bird to create a better wing design for his planes. And um, upon showing the design to Hughes, he's like, you're a genius. And it worked. Oh, she was indeed a genius. Yes. And she was always thinking about innovations and it did work. And so, I mean, that just proves I, when I saw that, I thought she is brilliant. That's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> Who would think of that? Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. She once said, quote, improving things comes naturally to me. She went on to create an upgraded stoplight and created a tablet that would dissolve in water. And I put kind of like Alka-Seltzer cool. right. to create Coca-Cola. Uh, yeah, to, to create a soda similar to Coca-Cola. Right. And um, because she could, you could then send it over to people who were like, uh, maybe um, third world, second world right. co- countries, or if you're in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all you she was, was very, water. very big with the military. So Once she became a naturalized citizen, she yeah, was she wanted to support all that. about. She all really about that. was amazing. She was. There's a lot and, more in that and, documentary, right? And and this tablet, I would recommend that documentary. I would too. And okay. the, and this tablet that she made, oh, cool. She found out it wouldn't work universally because of the pH balance of the water. No, well, right? She, water here, water there. You had she to had change to it change, slightly. Yes. And she's like, ah, I, I got in over my head on that one. No, but, but, but the idea but was is, pretty but amazing. But very interesting that she knew she had to, at the end, you had to, she had to change that for each, yeah, each country's water. Yeah. But, but that's something that you learn as you're innovating, right? Right. So, okay. So, how, however, I'll say her most significant in, invention was engineered for the U.S. when they geared up for World War II. And we'll get to that soon. Okay, yeah. But in 1940, Lamar met George Anthill at a dinner party. Anthill was uh, known for writing uh, film scores and experimental music compositions. And they started talking at this party, and they realized that they were both interested in technology and interested in inventing things. And so they talked all night long. Uh, Anthill recalled... Quote, Hetty said that she did not feel very comfortable sitting there in Hollywood and making lots of money when things were so in such a state, basically, in the world. You know, this is the beginning of World War II. You know, she felt just horrible. Compelled she, to help. Yes, she wanted to help. And yeah. so they talked about these various ideas and how they could help the, the war effort. And um, the bottom line is her and her friend George. Uh, received a patent for this radio signaling device or, quote-unquote, secret communication system. 
it's a system that we use today, folks. It's called signal hopping. Yes. Um, Which is a means of changing radio frequencies to keep enemies from decoding messages. Right. Right. That's kind of the right because they they were term. right. They were going against the Germans, the German U-boats, and things like that, and they were trying to hit them with with uh, what do you call them? <laughs> <laughs> torpedoes. Oh, there we go. Trying to hit them yes. with torpedoes, and um, they would just veer off course, and the torpedo would go into nowhere. And so, what they figured out was. Um, there was a technology at the time called radio jamming, which you know, obviously still exists today. And they would just, you know, the Germans would blast a ton of noise at a signal and it would kind of jam it. And so the torpedo wouldn't, would just do what it was supposed to do, just go on a straight line and they would easily avoid it. And so Lamar came up with this system that said, hey, what if we jump the frequency around? jump it, you know, 200, 300, 800, 900, you know, just kind of jump it around and have the torpedo do the same. And we can communicate with the torpedo and we can kind of veer it right, left, wherever it needs to go and hit its mark. This technology is still used today. It's used in Wi-Fi. It's used in Bluetooth. It's used in cell phones. It's used all GPS. over the place. GPS. It's Amazing yes. that she can't well, found this breakthrough. Her invention is the basis for those things. Right. Uh, for secure Wi-Fi and the things you just mentioned. And by the way, the market value of this invention, and this is from the movie, which was 2017. Yeah. $30 billion. <laughs> B. Billion. B That's with a, a B. That's yeah, a lot. billion with a B. So, um, and you know what? She wasn't instantly recognized for her communications invention. So um, anyway, we'll get to that. She wasn't. Um, and the, the the military used something similar and they didn't credit her with it uh, for a long time. Even though she had a patent, but they didn't. They didn't use that patent, but they did give they did later. Her, her, her designs to somebody else. Right. If you watch this movie, this documentary, this guy's like, yeah, I was given this by the U.S. Navy. And they told me that was our baseline. Figure this out, yeah. you know, like take this and and, and make they make this system and he did and they used it and she finally got her due in 1997 Lamar and Anthiel were honored with the Electronic Founders Foundation EFF Pioneer Award and that same year Lamar became the first female to receive the BULBIE NAS Spirit of Achievement Award, which is basically like their Oscars Award of inventing, which is amazing. It's amazing. And honestly, that's what she wanted to be known for, not her beauty. No. She wanted to be known for her intelligence and her innovation. And so finally, toward the end of her life, that's what she was. That's what she was. She had credit for that. And the, finally. And the funny thing about this was her son was up there, you know, accepting this award for her. And he's halfway through the award and his phone rings and it's his mom. It's Hetty. Right. She calls him and, and he, go, he goes, uh, it's her, you know, right? so let me answer this. And she goes, and he gets How's the phone going? and he's like, it's fine. Well, we're in the middle of it. Mom. And, yeah. yeah. Obviously says so like, how did it go? And he's like, well, I'm in the middle of it right now. And everybody because got a chuckle time, out of it. Was, because at that time for the long, longest time at the end of her life, she was more of a reckless 
and did not want to be out in the public. Yeah, that's true. And part of that was because, she, you know, as you, okay, everybody ages. And I think what I caught from this documentary is that she was uncomfortable with how she had aged. She had had right. a lot of plastic surgery to try and, I guess, uh, halt the aging process. But I mean, you know, there's only so much that you can do with that. And yeah. now I'm hoping that women and men can feel comfortable aging gracefully. Right. 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 So anyway, go ahead. So I, I just want to say her U.S. patent was number 2292387 in August of 1942. Nice. And um, it was never really used, like I said, but it was it was used in a certain way. Well, it was used later. It wasn't used at the time, but they used that as a baseline. They and did. So she, that's why they gave her the recognition later. Correct. Although she died in 2000, Lamar was inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame, posthumously, obviously, for the development of her frequency hopping technology in, in 2014. She achieved, uh, her achievement had um, dubbed her the mother of Wi-Fi. Which is amazing. By think with the people that are in that industry, they they loved her. Which think about that. How much do we all use that Wi-Fi? A ton. All the time. Well, since we're working from home, a ton. Well, and even just <laughs> anywhere you are, yeah, you're traveling anywhere you are, you're, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I mean, and it continues to yeah, and then they continue to use it even yeah. next generation. Now we got G five, R five G, I should say, and yeah. So I think that was her. What she would think is her greatest accomplishment. Writer Howard Sharp interviewed her and gave his impression. Hattie has the most incredible personal sophistication. She knows the art, the European art of being uh, womanly. She knows what men want in a beautiful woman, what attracts them, and she forced herself to do these things. She has magnetism with warmth, something that neither the do Dietrich. Do Dietrich, oh yeah, Dietrich nor Garbo Dietrich, yeah. has managed to achieve. And um, I'll let you do the author, Richard. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Author Richard Rhodes describes her assimilation into American culture. Quote, of all the European immigrants who escaped from Nazi Germany and Nazi Austria, she was one of the very few who succeeded in moving to another culture and becoming a full-fledged star herself. There are so very few who could make the transition linguistically and culturally she really was a resourceful human being. I think because of her father's strong influence on her as a child. Lamar was definitely a lover, not a fighter. She was married six times, as we <laughs> talked about. That's what I wrote. That's a bit of, yeah. So she had, I think that's a little bit of misery because, <laughs> right? Six yeah, marriages. I know. Uh, yeah. Some of them did not last very long, like a year. Well, it doesn't matter. Or, yeah, it's less still than a six, year. So. That I means know. like five divorces. She's right up there with uh, Elizabeth. That seems uh, Taylor. Yeah, that Taylor. seems rough, but okay. She had three children, including one adopted child, James Lamar Markey. With her first marriage. Right. Right. Yeah. Her other two children were uh, Dennis Loder and Anthony Loder. Anthony Loder is the one that got up in front of the scientific community and accepted that yes, award for yes, her. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, Lamar died in Castleberry, Florida on January 19th, 2000 of heart disease at the age of 85. 
That's okay. a pretty good run. Okay. Yep. Her son, Anthony Loder, spread her ashes in Austria's Vienna woods in accordance with her last wishes. In 2014, a memorial of Lamar was unveiled in Vienna's Central Cemetery. It's pretty cool, right? I would I would visit that if I was in yeah, Vienna. I looking For forward sure. to going yeah. to Vienna someday. Let's go to Vienna. I, okay. Okay. That's a date. Done. Okay. Interesting facts. Lamar said that after the loss of her father, she only wore black and couldn't bear to look at any other color. On top of that, she couldn't look into a mirror um, or was completely unable to face other people. She was basically a zombie. Then after a year, it was like a haze suddenly lifted and she knew she had more. She had to make a, a drastic change at that point. So she was in a deep depression. then. Yeah, she was. I yeah. mean, this this okay. guy meant a lot to her and, and, and helped yeah. her develop her skills of invention and stuff like that. And, and her so, sense of self and everything. Yeah. Sure. Losing a parent is, yes. Um, really, yes. Another interesting fact I found, she spent most of her final days in seclusion. Mm -hmm. In the last decades of her life, the phone became Lamar's only means of communication with the outside world, even with her children and close friends. She often talked up to six to seven hours a day on the phone but spent hardly any time with anybody in person in her final years. Well, that's what we said about even the um, award ceremony. Right. She called in. She called in. She's like, I'm not going there. I'm yeah. not, I'll call in. So there's a document documentary out there called Calling Hetty Lamar. Uh, it was released in 2004. Oh, we, need to see that. we haven't seen it yet. No, I know. It was released in 2004 and featured her children, Anthony and Denise. She appeared in 30 movies combined German and English over a 28-year career. Lamar had a pretty famous quote about beauty. Do you want to say this one? I don't think this was hers. It was hers. Okay. All right. Where is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Any girl... Oh, this is so good. Yes. Okay. Sorry. It is very famous and really great. Any girl can be glamorous. All you have to do is stand still and look stupid. <laughs> and that's how she felt that she did not want to be just known for her beauty. We've talked about this earlier. Yeah. She wanted to be known for her contributions and her um, mind. She was smart. Right. She, she was, was brilliant. Uh, obviously she had, yes, <laughs> she had this whole patents and things yeah. that are the technology that's still being used today, you know, a basis for the, for what's being used today. So yeah, I understand. That's yeah, they're wonderful. still using I her mean, technology today, which is amazing. Right. You know, 50 years later. And maybe that's why years she later. was divorced so many times because the men that she married were interested in her beauty and not for her mind. Didn't want to hear it. Sister, maybe. you yeah. just said a mouthful. I... <laughs> Sister, you said a mouthful. Is this how we're going to end this? No. One? Okay. Yes. She was an amazing woman. <laughs> she was. Yes, she was beautiful. Yes, she was a yeah, wonderful, she was. A talented actress. However, very, just so intelligent and yeah. had... Uh, an innovative mind. I'm and so that's glad. really where she wanted, that's yes. what she wanted to be known for. I'm so glad the scientific that. community has finally, finally come on board yes. and has, you know, given her the recognition. Her. And she got that recognition before she passed away. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's it. All Harry right. Lamar. So we'll continue our next series. With oh, the story of Norman Lear. Norman Lear. We're going to, we're going to do we're another singular. Sing 
because all of like the well, shows that he did, up. all the shows uh, that he did, all the uh, yeah, they have a lot of he great had, like what do you call those? Well, I think what he theme songs for yes. the shows. So well, I'm like, back, I I don't think I can stop myself. No, I don't think he can either. Back then, and we'll have to like bone up on those. Yeah, make sure well, we have the right words and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because the words but, we don't have. But we were like, rah, 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 by and the time he was words, done, but yeah, he had like nineteen. You know, different. I'll 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 come with better figures because I'll well, do we some did, research. Well, we did and like seven hundred hours of film. No, ridiculous that he had with all of these sitcoms and things like that. He's still alive, correct? He is. He's so like we in could his do 90s. this. So we could do this, yes. and then we could tweet it at him. I definitely will and tweet maybe it at him. he would listen to it. He might. I mean, right? Wouldn't that be exciting? You never know. Oh my gosh! Let's tweet so, it. let's see if we can get him to call in. Do you think so? I don't think he'll call I in. don't think so. No. But if he did, that would really boost our listeners' listenership. Is that listenership? Sure. I don't even know. Anyway, that. that's not a what word. I, it is. Okay. What I said was he was a fantastic, fascinating guy. Crazy life he lived. Still living. And I mean, I, I just just right one little thing that I remember from him. He was on a podcast I listened to, and they said. He said something like, yeah, but when I was 70, I thought this way. And then by the time I came, became 80, I started thinking in, in a wholly different way. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, he's still evolving as, a, as an older man. That's crazy to me. I mean, because you think that people are just set in their ways. But he was such a, a learner and such a person yeah. that wanted to continue That's to learn. Awesome. That, um, I hope I'm that person. Oh, I hope so, too. I hope I am as well. Yeah. I hope you are. And I hope I am and you are. Okay. So okay. Anyway. Fine. Next. Please be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast and give please. us feedback. Tell your friends. Good, brutal, whatever. Tell your enemies. Again, loveandmiserypodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. I'd like to give some acknowledgments. Wikipedia.com, womanshistory.org, um, factionate.com, britannica.com. And the last, the last piece of today is we need to give a shout out to two of our listeners who we really appreciate. They have re-listened to our whole catalog of <laughs> catalog. <laughs> it's catalog. It's fancy. Okay. Our fancy. catalog of podcasts, um, a mother daughter duo, Jenny and Debbie. Thank you for being super fans. And we hope you like this episode. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye-bye.